Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and want to welcome you to today's podcast and conversation around the Word of God. What a joy it is to come week by week and just join arms, join hands, join hearts, and just press into Jesus. Press into the identity, the value, and the purpose that only He can reveal to us. That just like when Simon said, man, Jesus, you are the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And then Jesus looked at him and said, Simon, I'm going to call you Peter. And upon this revelation... I'm going to build my church, recorded in uh, Matthew 16. And that process is how we all get started, men. It's how we all get started. Once you get a revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and who He is, then He begins to tell us who we really are. He begins to call us by name. He marks us. Amen. And then from that point on, we start pressing into Christ likeness. And that's the joy of our journey, men. And that's the joy of doing it together. And I'm honored to be a part of your journey. And I'm glad you're a part of my journey. And so I want to pick up the conversation we've been having for the last couple of weeks out of Romans chapter eight, where it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? If we didn't withhold Jesus, then why or how would he withhold anything good that we need? And that's a strong foundation, men, to stand on. That's a that's an anchor that will hold us steady in any storm. No matter how intense, no matter how long, that will anchor us. And that'll help us provide that same stability for our marriages, our wives, our children. You know, maybe you're in your vocation where you work. Maybe the maybe a storm just hit your industry. Maybe a storm just hit, you know, an economic storm hit and, and sales are down and layoffs are happening. And so you can be that stability in an unstable world, in an unstable environment. In fact, I just shared something recently on social media, you know, where it says, if you acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, he will direct your steps. So even in uncertain times, this is what the Lord spoke to my heart. I was out taking a walk one day, and God just spoke this to me. He said, even in uncertain times, your steps can be certain. So I want you to take hold of that, men. Even in uncertain times, our steps can be certain. How are they certain? We make sure we acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, and then He begins to direct our steps. And right in the midst of any storm, right in the midst of any confusion, our steps can be certain, even in an uncertain environment and uncertain time. And, you know, a lot of people need that certainty. They need the comfort that comes from somebody who's got a rock and a foundation under him and an anchor that's holding them steady. And that can be you, man. That can be you. So we're picking up our conversation in Romans 8. Because verse 31, he says, what shall we say to these things if God be for us? Well, what are the things he's referring to there in Romans 8? Well, of course, you back up to verse 29, you find out about, and this is previous conversations, we've talked about it a few weeks ago, we find out it's the foreknowledge of God. God knows us from the beginning. God knows us before we knew us, before our parents knew us. God knew us and had a plan for us. And so then him getting involved now is a huge uh, comfort and stabilizing factor, realizing no matter 
even though he knows it all, he still wants you. He still wants me. Man, that should settle you down. That should comfort your heart, strengthen your heart, and give courage to your heart. That he, I mean, with knowing everything about you, he still chose you. He still wants you. And he still said, you know what? If I give Jesus, I can get them. I can win their hearts. I can love them first, and maybe they'll love me back. Man, man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome that God was willing to invest in me when sometimes I look at myself and I say, what's the investment worth? But there's something God knows that only God knows, and he wants to reveal it to you. So that foreknowledge is huge. But then in verse 29, it talks about being predestined. He predestined everyone to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Let's talk about predestination just for a minute. And again, not to get all uh, kind of weird and kind of like, well, if everything's all predestined, then why does my choice matter? Well, again, that's just maybe a maybe a skewed idea of predestination. Um, simply just break the word down in its elementary form. Predestined just means there's a destiny prepared. There's something prepared for me. Now, whether I choose to pursue it, whether I choose to seek it, God knows what my decision will be, but he's not going to control my decision. He'll factor my decisions into his overall plan, which he will accomplish and he will fulfill. And that puts the fear of God in my life, realizing, hey, uh, I'm not inexpendable. I'm worth it. But hey, if I refuse to choose his plan for my life, if I refuse to choose what he's prepared for me, then I can forfeit it even though I'm predestined to it. I'm pre- it's prepared for me. It's, it's set in place for me. If I refuse it, that's my choice. And God will always honor my choice. He'll never violate my choice. And that's, that's a humbling, humbling truth. And in, in many ways, that puts a healthy and holy fear of God in me that I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm just choosing for myself. I want him to help me. I want to acknowledge him in every way so that he can direct my steps. But let's look at Ephesians 2.10. I want to read something to you here out of the Amplified of Ephesians 2.10. Just kind of stir your hearts for the next few minutes about this predestination that God's got some things prepared for you and for me for your family, for your marriage, for your children and your children's children. And I, I mean, even if you don't have children yet, if you desire them, God wants to give you the desires of your heart. And of course, if, you know, as things roll on, you know, then you end up with grandchildren. Man, God wants to bless you and your generations. I mean, he started talking to Abraham while he was Abram, of course, <laughs> long before he even had a child. He started prophesying about, you know, Israel going into bondage for 400 years and a deliverer being raised up, and he didn't even have a child yet. And God's talking about a nation coming forth from his loins. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows the history in advance. It's called prophecy. And so now this this idea that he's got a plan, he's got some things prepared for me, then men, we got to be willing to seek it. We got to be willing to pursue it. We got to be willing to, you know, pray. You know what I'm saying? Get alone. Our Father who sees in secret, let's just get alone with Him. Let's get alone with His Word. Let's get alone. And then also, let's do life in community. Let's do life with a local assembly. Let's, let's, let's do life with other believers. Let's lock arms. Amen. And grow and learn together. So here in Ephesians 2, it says this in verse 10. 
in the Amplified, it says, For we are God's own handiwork. We're his workmanship. Hallelujah. You're a product of heaven. <laughs> you know, you buy a product that says made in the USA. <laughs> Praise God for that. I like buying American made. But you know what? You're not just American made. You're heaven made. You're a product of heaven, made in heaven, came from heaven. Now, your body is the result of your parents coming together, but your spirit, your spirit came from God, and God has a plan for you. God gave you a body, just like he gave Jesus a body. And man, we bring that body to him, we present it back to him and say, God, do with my life what you want, but I know you created me for a purpose. I'm your handiwork, and that's what we're reading about right here. God says we are his own handiwork, his workmanship. We've been recreated in Christ Jesus. We've been born anew, or we would say it this way, born again, right? So if you if you said yes to Jesus and you've given your life back to God and say, hey, the blood of Jesus redeemed me, it's not my breath in my lungs. It's not, it's not my life. It's your life. I'm going to give it back to you. And I'm going to surrender it to you. And I'm going to submit it to the Lordship of Jesus, my King, my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Deliverer. I'm going to give it back and and do with it and live with it the way you teach me. That's being born again. He says, we've been recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, and here it says in the Amplified, planned beforehand. So again, don't let predestination trip you up and just think you don't have a choice. You do have a choice. God knows your choice because he's God, right? Knows the end from the beginning. But listen, don't ever think for a minute you don't have a choice. You have a choice. And there's some things planned that God has planned, and he planned it beforehand. He wants you to choose it. He says, I set before you life and death. And then he gives us a tip. He says, choose life. <laughs> Amen. So we have a choice and God sets a choice before us and he shows us what will produce death and he shows us what will produce life. And then he nudges us and encourages us Says, hope you choose life. Well, let's choose his plan. And that's where it all starts. Just a simple acknowledgement that God, you have a plan. And I choose to do your plan. I choose to discover it. I choose to learn it. It's one of the greatest things you can give as a gift to your children is let them know God has a plan for their life. It's not about them growing up and being all that they want to be. It's about growing up and discovering the plan, discovering the reason he created them. Why do they have the gifts they have? Why do they have the desires they have? Why do they have the passions that they have? Because God has a plan. Help your children discover the plan. Help your, help your children discover what God planned beforehand. You and your wife, man, if you've never sought God and said, God, what's your plan for my life? Man, start today. Start the conversation today. Start praying today. Start seeking today. God, what is your plan? Because he's prepared something. That's what predestined means. It's planned beforehand. So I'm going to continue reading. He planned beforehand. He did this for us. He took a path which he prepared ahead of time. There's a path prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Not that we will, but that we can 
and that we should. We should walk in them. We can walk in them, but there's no guarantee we will. I mean, we got to knock for the door to be open. We got to seek if we're going to find. We got to ask and it's going to be given. See, the, the door to the supernatural has the handle on your side. I mean, God's already done what he can do. We just read that in Romans 8. He's not, withhold, he's not withholding anything good that we need. He didn't withhold Jesus. And he also let us know he's for us. And if he's for us, what can be against us? Well, a lack of choice, a lack of choosing, a lack of seeking, a lack of knocking, a lack of asking, a lack of pursuing, that will leave us in a place where we don't find it, discover it, and do it. But notice this. He took a path beforehand. He prepared a path ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Well, men, that's Ephesians 2.10. And I hope that stirs your spirit here today when we realize that when we're talking about God being for us, And the fact, why is it that he didn't withhold Jesus? Because he wanted to reconnect us with the plan, with the purpose, with the destiny that he has for your life and your marriage and your family and your children and your, the generations to come. He wanted to reconnect us back to that. And he wanted us to know that if I didn't withhold Jesus, I'm not going to withhold anything you need to fulfill your plan, to run your race to finish your course. And like Paul, we all want to get to the end of our life and say, man, I finished my course. I ran my race. I kept the faith. And just like Paul, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me and all those who love his appearing. So I hope you're enjoying the conversation week after week as we dig into Romans chapter 8, discovering why is it that God is for us? What does that mean? What does that produce in me? Why is it that he didn't withhold Jesus? What does it mean to have the, the foreknowledge of God impact my life? What does it mean to be predestined? Well, we've tried to unpack that just a little bit here today. And if you've missed any of the previous conversations, I think we're on like week three of this conversation. Go back and they're just 15, 20 minutes, 15, 17 minutes, something like that. Go back and just grab the the previous conversations and let each one of them build in your heart because there's something that God's doing this month in our lives. And I wanted to focus all this month on this. And of course, whenever you're listening to this and playing this, I just want you to take several weeks with me and let's dig into, let's press into, let's believe together and let's receive an impartation. Let's receive a deposit from the Holy Ghost and from heaven in our hearts so that we can be all that we're created to be, all that we're destined to be, everything that he paid for, I want him to get a maximum yield on his investment. How about you, men? Do you want him to get a maximum yield on his investment? Well, sure you do. You wouldn't be tuned into the Marksman podcast if you didn't want God to get a maximum return on his investment. So what's that look like? Well, it looks like you and me being marked by Christ and then aiming our lives at Christ likeness. Love you guys. Praying for you. Look forward to being with you again next week.